if during the session uh, a demonic figure you know comes up and starts to approach you what we really want you to do is be really interested in it and be what? curious about it and so it's be terrifying curious. it's it's a construct created by you for you all right guys so welcome you may wonder what is this all about we're going to be looking at this interview between dr jordan peterson and a scientist roland griffiths and in this study what they did is they took people who have never been exposed to any kind of a drug uh, a psychedelic drug before and they served them psychedelic drugs and observed how they would respond but what they told these subjects to do is make sure that they are welcoming whatever makes itself known now let's play this interview and then we'll comment on it as we go on from there and the first study the first study was which which one was that the first study was uh looking at a high dose of psilocybin and comparing it to a, a fairly high dose of methylphenidate or ritalin under under very deeply blinded uh, conditions. So you want them to be open and let it go and let it happen. And you say, we'll take care of you, but you can let it happen. Yeah, le yeah, let it go, be open, trust, you know, and and we and we prepare. All right, so the, the scientists and the scientific community for that matter, they don't believe that demons exist, just a little bit of context. They believe that anything that may present itself that seems supernatural must be explained as a construct of your imagination. So that's how they're going into this with. Now, let's look at what happens then. Them uh, to not necessarily expect, but, uh, but not rule out the possibility that what may emerge in during the session is something that they'll find absolutely terrifying or right it's going to be absolutely terrifying because the bible says it predicts it it says that god says i have not given you a spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind in other words fear and intense fear this terror that this scientist is explaining is a spirit that manifests itself to a human being anxiety producing. Okay, so they know that. Oh, oh, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. And so I almost How often do people encounter so I mean the experiences are exceptionally profound and range across the full range of emotional significance. In, in fact, past the normal ranges of emotional significance. So how frequently in the experience is the negative end of the human experience magnified? Um Actually, quite frequently. So in our, in our first study, about 30% of volunteers would have said, actually rated it at the end of the study, that sometime during the experience, they had an experience of fear of, or anxiety that they would rated extreme. 30% of the people who, had, who took the drugs said that they had an extremely terrifying experience. Now, very often those are short-lived experiences. And to the extent that they drag out over long periods of the session, uh, the outcomes are going to generally be less, uh, less favorable. 
But I, I think it's, a, it's actually a very sobering statistic that in spite of all the selection we do, I mean, we've already screened out people f for whom we don't think we can develop. Right. So they screen out people, uh, you know, who, who have, you know, already, uh, who often experience intense anger or intense fear or intense emotions. They're, they're picking normal people here. But what I want to just highlight here is how incredibly telling it is that when someone comes across a demonic entity, there is going to be a range of experiences. A lot of people will encounter a spirit of fear and that spirit of fear will put intense fear upon them. But other people will encounter spirits of deception that will try and deceive them, who will lie to them, who will make them feel good about themselves, who try, who will say, I will sell you this or that happiness. If you come back to me, if you engage with me, that's the kind of things that people will experience. But what happens next is that the scientists told them to actually start speaking and being open to whatever may present itself. And oh, did something present itself? We, well, the interesting piece of it, Jordan, is that it can take many, many different forms. Uh, so, um, so, you know, one example that we give is because psilocybin is a, so very often has a lot of visualizations attached to it, either, uh, uh, either imagery and sometimes realistic imagery or patterns or whatever. And, we, and so we'll say, well, for instance, if, and this can happen, uh, if during the session, uh, a demonic figure, you know, comes up and starts to approach you. Uh, All right. First question, why would a demonic figure, scientifically speaking now, why would a demonic figure be something that commonly approaches you when you take drugs? Um, your, your job is to be interested and curious about it. To All right. So the reason that demonic figures can approach and will approach you when you're under drugs is because your walls are down. You do not have the natural protection that God has given every human being where there is a separation. The veil between the physical and the spiritual is there so that we don't have to be able to be exposed to the evil spiritual beings described in the Bible to the degree that they are around us so that they can't communicate with us in the way that we can communicate with one another. That is face to face. But the moment that we take a drug uh, of that nature, a psychedelic drug, what it does is it brings down the walls and it allows an open door because we have engaged in sin, which is psychedelics is a form of witchcraft. Uh, because it is taken with the purpose of engaging evil spirits, whether the person taking it understands that or tries to explain it scientifically, that's what is happening. So that is why it is sorcery. And so when you do that, the spirit gives gets permission by you, your authority allows it to come in and 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 speak to you, engage with you and so on. Now, the crazy part is because these scientists don't understand what they're doing they are engaging 
they were telling the people to engage with the demons, to speak with the demons, be open to the demons, and not run from them, not fight them or anything like that. Not that fighting them would help at all unless you have the blood of Christ, unless you have faith in Christ and come in his authority. But then again, if you are taking drugs, you probably aren't his disciple in the first place. Recognize that this is a display of consciousness. We will we'll often say there's nothing in consciousness per se that can hurt you. That is even scientifically speaking, not true. We very we know very well that people in their consciousness have things that speak to them, words that cause them to commit suicide. We have people and, and you people call that mental illness. And in many cases, it's simply demonic because in the Bible, it says that there was someone who had a child who threw had demons and the demons wanted to throw the child in the fire. That's what demons want to do. They want to destroy you. They want to destroy me. And so that is what can be then expected. And that's why the words that are spoken by demons to the consciousness of man can hurt you, just not physically, perhaps, but they can in other ways. And and what you what we want you to be is interested in this. And so in so the scientists are telling the the subjects to give more authority to the demonic beings than anything else to say, I'm interested in you. I want to understand who you are. I want to engage with you. See, when you engage, when you're interested in demons, you open spiritual doors wide because you in the spiritual realm have used the authority that God has given you as a human being and said, I open myself up to the kingdom of darkness and I allow that kingdom of darkness uh, an open door to my temple, my vessel, so they may come in and have their way. Dead of reifying an image if in your mind. So take the demon instead of reifying it. And if you do, you'll either choose to run from it and then you'll spend the entire session running from this demon that's going to annihilate you. It's a natural inclination for you to want to run from demons because they want to scare you. They want to invoke fear in you. That's why this scientist who doesn't believe in demons is speaking about demons talking about this stuff. until you're exhausted and the psilocybin's gone or alternatively you may choose to fight it but but by fighting it you've also reified it uh and what we really want you to do is be really interested in it and be curious about it and so it's terrifying it's it's a construct created by you for you probably to terrify you why would we create something for ourselves to terrify us. We as people, we do not want to be terrified. We do not want to terrify ourselves. Satan wants to terrify us. He is the one of this world who brings destruction upon mankind uh, and uh, be interested in it and and curious about it. And, and it's through that recognition, through although the hair on the back of your head may be standing on end, you know, we would much rather have you approach it uh, and in effect, ask it what it's doing there. What 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 am I to learn from this? 
So the Bible talks about do not speak to the dead. The reality is you cannot speak to the dead because the dead is dead. But you can speak to demons who masquerade as your dead relative. And that's what the pagans often did. And so what they are doing here is by saying engage and speak to it, that is speaking to the dead. That is what God warns us to not do so that the consequences of that will not invade our lives. And the consequences of that is that I would want to know what happened to these people in the years following this study, because it is a guarantee absolutely that they would have many troubles in relationships, in their emotions, in their spiritual lives and in every aspect until they come to Christ who can cleanse them from all unrighteousness. And what the guarantee is, is that what whatever the nature of that is, and it can take any number of forms and it's not necessarily a monster or just visual but whatever it is is not is not going to be static i mean unless you reify it unless unless you make it static if you actually investigate it it's going to start changing and then initially it actually might become more terrifying uh but it can't it can't and won't continue to do that. It's going to dissolve and it may dissolve into something disgusting or beautiful or transcendent or silly, uh, but it's going to change. And, and your job is just to stay with the experience and recognize that you're. The Bible says that Satan masquerades as an angel of light. He changes form from the angel of darkness to look like an angel of light. And so that's why when you engage with Satan, he changes form to whatever would appeal to your flesh so that you can come into alignment with his kingdom instead of the kingdom of God. Whereas the kingdom of God doesn't change for you, but cause you to change for it, for us to repent, to change our ways, to look more like Jesus. Jesus isn't looking to look more like us or something else that looks attractive to us. He is who he is, the son of God, righteousness, purity, and he comes after by the sword of the spirit, all evil. He doesn't compromise that like Satan does or like demons do. That is what the scientist is explaining, that the as you engage with demons, they will change. They will change forms into something else that piques your interest. Empowered in a way to approach whatever it is that emerges in consciousness. And my my own sense, I'd be and I'd be very curious about how you interpret this from a clinical psychological uh, point of view. But my my sense of that is that that's a hugely empowering experience for people to have, that they have literally faced the dragon. They have faced the greatest terror, whatever form it's taken. And they and they've come out recognizing that they're they're safe, they're empowered. See, even use the words that he is using. It's crazy to me. He's saying they have faced the dragon, the dragon. The Bible describes the dragon as that serpent of old, the one who makes a war with the saints and with God's kingdom. Ultimately, you know, I know that if the scientist was to watch this and look at me, he'd be like, this kid is crazy. What is he talking about? Ultimately, 
I want to say that ultimately when we're, we're blinded and when we're looking in the physical, we're trying to explain spiritual things with by physical means, you will not understand the spiritual things. But the Bible explains it. God explains it. This isn't new. This is old stuff. This is all information. And so that serpent of old, when you come face to face with him by trying to draw near to him, that is not empowering to you. That is empowering to the serpent. Because that means that he has authority to now move in your life in a greater way. What is empowering is to believe and look to the one true God who has given us authority over the devil. See, these people who underwent this experiment had no authority over the devil. They had no empowerment to overcome the devil. So therefore, they were conquered because they come away from this experience feeling, wow, this was nice. This was interesting. Well, I've never had that before. I wonder what is on the other side of you know the universe, if there is a God, a spiritual but ultimately, in the process, what they did is they made a covenant with the devil by coming to him face to face. And that and that that can be a, a life changing experience in and of itself, because after you really have been there with the with the, the, the demon, the worst demon of your dreams, and faced it down and, and looked it in its eyes and realized it's actually nothing other than an object of consciousness, nothing other than yourself, then what is it in life that can put up an obstacle with that much uh, fear uh, for you? It's, it's very much like a classic initiation ceremony. I mean, the yeah. I mean, one thing that clinicians have agreed upon, regardless of their school of thought, let's say, is that voluntary exposure to obstacles in your path that are threatening or disgusting is almost inevitably cur curative. And it seems that the rule is that that which you approach voluntarily shrinks as you approach it and you grow. And, and if you run, the reverse happens. And you can play that out very straightforwardly if you're a behaviorist, because if someone's afraid of an elevator, then you have them stand 10 feet from the elevator and then nine feet and then eight feet. And not only do they learn that what they learn is that they can withstand the fear. That's what generalizes. And you don't get symptom substitution the way the psychoanalysts thought, because you're probably not counter conditioning the fear. What you're doing is showing the person that there's more to them than they thought. And, and there isn't anything more salutary than that. And that is precisely why you're encouraged, let's say, in mythological stories to confront the dragon and get the gold. Um, that, that's the basic story. And, it's, and the, the, it's very interesting how that becomes portrayed in a psychedelic experience. The truth of the matter is, is that Christ called us to face the dragon by casting out demons, not by communing with them, not by taking drugs that can tear down the walls that God gave as protection so that we can be more closely connected to demons in the spiritual world. God has given us the ability to commune with him without the use of any psychedelics or any methods of that nature. But he, by dying for us on the cross, has made a way for every human being who repents of their sin and turn to him to engage, open their mouth and speak to the one true God. But brothers and sisters, the enemy wants us to rather engage with him. The only thing that we should be doing with the devil is casting him out of others. Make no mistake what they did here 
is an abomination. And I really pray for this scientist and his team so that they may come to the understanding of what this experiment meant with the reality of the spiritual realm that surrounds all of us. I hope this teaching has been a blessing to you. I want to say a special thank you to all of our partners who made this teaching and every other video this month possible. I love you guys and I'll see you guys in the next one. Shalom.